It doesn't matter what they think. Why are you putting thoughts into their head? How would this person feel? You walked up to this person that you're projecting on and you said, I don't post because I think that you're gonna think something negative about me. How terrible would that make them feel? Welcome back to Wildly Empowered Women. Today, I'm joined by Harley Jordan, social media strategist, and she's the founder of an influencer talent agency and the host of Not Your Mother's Influencer podcast. We all feel like we're misunderstood for some reason. Anytime that I'm working with someone older than me, they're so concerned about being the lone wolf, the lone person that's over 50, over 40, whatever on the internet. Worried about being cringe, worried about not fitting in. There's always something. And realistically, no one cares as much as we do. Welcome back to Wildly Empowered Women. Today, I'm joined by Harley Jordan, who A, has the sexiest, coolest name. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> amazing social media strategist, and she's the founder of an influencer talent agency and the host of Not Your Mother's Influencer podcast. Love that name. She began her online business as Instagram's OG transition girl and along the way has become the girl that you call when you're in a transitional season of your business. We're all ever-evolving creators on an ever-changing app, which is Instagram. I know a lot of you guys have, um, you know, businesses that you run off Instagram as well. So you're going to love this episode. Harley's gift is guiding you through the inner work that allows you to define your unique brand and show up unapologetically, particularly on Instagram. And I love having wildly empowered women on this podcast that I have actually worked with. And I had one session with this woman and I recommended her to my whole team. <laughs> um, oh, no, a couple of working with you, Harley, on like, you know, you really helping them with their brand and their story and their content. And what I loved so much about that session is that, and I always love this with, um, you know, coaches when, when I really see it is you were just so dropped into your zone of genius mm. and I got so much value from one session with you. I can only imagine what it's like working on going with you. So I've been so excited to have you on the podcast because I know that you really work in your zone of genius and, and what you do lights you up. And when those two things are combined, it's absolute pure magic. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And that's so wonderful to hear. I'm working on actually receiving compliments because, you know, your girl ain't too good at that. <laughs> you know, it's been a journey of learning to actually, you know, sit in that and receive. But also yes. the journey of learning what your zone of genius is, right? Like, we're so good at listening to society and following these rules and becoming really good at the rules that someone else writes for us. And so to see, just like you have with your podcast, empowered women actually living it, it's it's wild and crazy. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And I'd love to actually ask you a little bit around that. Like, how did you get here? What's your background and what was your journey to actually getting to where you are in business? Big juicy. Oh my goodness. So many pivots. So many pivots. I actually started in business operations. I had cycled through a couple of different jobs before the pandemic hit. When the pandemic hit, I was in luxury travel. I was in a marketing position. I ended up in this job and I was like, you know what? This job is easy. I'm going to bide my time. I'm like waiting until I'm older, wiser, less something. <laughs> 
so that I'll have more respect and more credibility when I start my own business. So pandemic hit, my entire department got laid off and I was like, hmm, okay, don't know what to do now. So I jumped onto the internet and I just started posting for fun. I started talking about wellness and exercise and whatever, whatever lit me up at the time. And eventually it started to kick in that, wow, this could actually be the business that I thought I was too young to build in the first place. So it was really this fast track of, wow, I can actually do this. And fast forward from there, there's been a billion different iterations of my business from founding a influencer talent agency to you know, building out an offer suite, to burning that offer suite down, to having one podcast, to starting another and everything in between. I love that. And I also want to honor the age thing that you said, because that's actually a really golden, um, you know, topic for us to talk on that, because I've always been like similar position where like, I've actually always managed and had clients and had team and stuff that are older than me <laughs> my whole career. And I, I like the thing that broke through for me was that people don't actually care about your age. They care oh, about your care. experience and in, in terms of like, ha, what are the results that you're going to get? Like, uh, can, are you someone that can really help them, you know, in such a divine and valuable way in a particular area? So let's talk to that because you are, you know, so successful. You've got so much experience when it comes to influencers and social media and, you know, b- people building personal brands. What's been your experience with that, with, you know, creating and building your agency? Well, I think it's so funny that this is such a thing that I've had to reclaim my age. I I had someone call me out on this, a creator call me out on this probably a year ago. She's someone that's in my program that I absolutely love. And she was like, I don't even know how old you are. Like, it's a secret for you. And I was like, you, you hit a... You hit something right there because it kind of is because I feel like, you know, if I said my age, I'm either too old, too young or not good enough in some way, shape or form. And the ridiculous, ironic thing is that anytime that I'm working with someone older than me, they're so concerned about being the lone wolf, the lone person that's over 50, over 40, whatever on the Internet, worried about being uh, cringe, worried about not fitting in. There's always something. And it's really this myth of being misunderstood. We all feel like we're misunderstood for some reason. And realistically, no one cares as much as we do. No. And, you know, if you're um, paying someone as a coach, all you care about is that they live and breathe their message. You know, that you don't care what, what age they are. Like, you, I followed you for so long. And when I was so excited, I was always like, right, I'm going to have a like a session with Harley and just get like an objective point of view on my Instagram, which I always think is really good to always get objective, always be investing in objective points of view on your business and on your content and whatnot. Um, and I was like, you just live and breathe your message. You're such an expert because it's it's so a part of who you are, right? So it's like, whatever industry it is it's like if you live and breathe your your thing and like you it could be literally like dog food it could be nutrition for dogs right and if that's your passion and you love it and you research that all day every day and you follow people and you like that's your passion you could be 12 
you know, you could be 70, you could Don't be 12, anywhere yeah. in between. It doesn't matter about age. It actually matters about like your genius zone and living and breathing it. Yeah. Well, and I think it's such a, a reflection back to of, you know, for some reason internally, I myself am judging myself for being a certain age. So it really has nothing to do with anyone else telling me that I'm too young, anyone else telling me anything. It's my own brain spiraling on this problem that just doesn't even exist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have to ask, how old are you? I'm 28. <laughs> 28. Amazing. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm 33. And when I started, you know, the business that I'm in now, it was 28. So it's a good number. I love it. Um, <laughs> that Saturn return is just hitting, hitting real hard. Yes. Yes. Uh, big things always happen at 28. Yeah. What? Well, it's uh, like a different, a different stage of life. But I mean, I started my business yeah. when I was 25. And I remember I had a couple of friends who had just turned 30 who gave me a lot of shit for being young. And yeah, it, it, the look on your face, exactly that. And I remember them looking at me and being like, oh, but you're just such a baby. And I'm like, I have a house and a mortgage. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and run this business online. So I'm so baffled by that. I'm baffled by it, but I also wonder if that was their own insecurities reflecting onto you about them being not accomplished enough or not third, like not as far as what they thought they would be by 30. And then seeing you start a business mm -hmm. and being your joy and being your genius zone, like what that might have brought up for them. I mean, it's yeah. such a, I think being online is such a reclaiming process because we're surrounded by all of these people. There's so many people that are watching and ideally we're not even creating for our friends and family. We're trying to go outside of our friends and family. And the weird thing is that generally when we are creating online, we're not actually trying to talk to our friends and family. We might have kind of a different personality, kind of a different you know, way that we want to talk to our customers, our ideal clients, our whoever. So you're showing up and you're worrying about friends and family, but you're not even trying to talk to them. So we create this whole like built up armor of a persona that's not quite who you are. And it's really actually not beneficial for attracting the right people either. So one of the things that I've really been working with my clients on lately is going back to the drawing board and saying, okay, what have you put out there? And this is a hard process because it really dives deep into like, what were you told as a child and what are we holding on to? So, <laughs> but what did, what did your mom say that has you second guessing your social media? Because guess what? You're, you're an adult now and it's really okay to talk about whatever it is that she criticized you on when you were literally seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's a really valuable part of, um, you know, your self-inquiry when you are building a personal brand or a, a business online. And something that you posted recently and we were chatting about in our DMs was, um, you know, that what comes up when you actually do have a large following or you go viral or you get a lot of um, exposure and I'd love to hear your perspective on that because I know this has happened to you many times and you do have a big audience and probably your clients as well. 
I, I just think this is so interesting. Okay, so I know a lot of people that have gotten physically ill from going viral. And really what it is is being attached to so many other people's energy. And the reason we have this actual physical response is because evolutionarily our brain is not meant to be perceived by so many people <laughs> on the internet. And we have this innate response to protect ourselves and stay safe. And if you think evolutionarily, what's not safe? Putting your thoughts out there, being perceived by so many people, threatening yourself, your safety by being kicked out of the tribe. So regardless of the fact that it is in fact safe at this point, physically safe, if you are perceived by so many people, if people don't like you, if you get mean comments, like I literally don't care. If people say mean things, it's none of my business. What's happening in my comment section, none of my business. But being surrounded by that energy really is so backwards for how our brain works. And it's it's this really bizarro thing that creators are doing that's so counterproductive to the way we're physically built. Yeah, absolutely. So what's your advice on that then? If someone is trying to build a following, you know, their intention with their reels and content is to go viral for the offer to be seen by more people, like, because I imagine this would come up a lot with your clients, like what advice do you give to them? I think the biggest thing is just like I said, your comment section is none of your business. And if you do have something going viral, it's very likely that you'll end up on the wrong side of the internet. And regardless of the fact that I do wish we had a get me off the side of the internet button, that would be really effective. Instagram has yet to bring that out. <laughs> we cannot recalibrate the algorithm to send us in the place that we actually want to go. So you need to have a trusted source that you can say, hey, I'm getting comments. I don't belong in my DMs. I don't need my nervous system to respond to that. And I'm going to need you to moderate this. You don't need to respond. You don't need to do anything. It is their job to literally block and delete because this does not serve you. So that is a, that is a major one, a major precaution. So like ensuring that you've got a virtual assistant to be in your inbox. Is that what you mean? Like having- Husband, friend, yeah. roommate, yeah. anyone. Anyone. Yeah. And it's necessarily even your Correct. inbox. It can be your inbox, yeah. but dominantly it's it's your notifications. Love that. That is such a great idea so that you're a bit removed and you can just, because you're right, like there's no button to be on the right side of the internet. If you're going to go viral, you can't pick who you're going viral. You're going everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You're going everywhere. The people that the message is for and the people that the message is going to trigger the absolute fuck out of, and they're not right. going to like it and they're going to project all of their insecurities and limiting beliefs and whatever onto you. So I love that advice. That's such good and, tangible. And what are we going to do? Like, even if you do have some kind of comeback for them, um, but that that need to defend yourself, mm-hmm. that's people pleasing. And you're not going to convince someone. You're not going to teach someone anything in your DMs. That's not where someone goes to learn something from you. They showed up because they're triggered, 
they want to tear someone down, there is no hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. There is no hope for that situation. So apart from the viral thing, what other mindset, I guess, like limiting mm-hmm. beliefs come up for your clients and what are the breakthroughs that you help them have with these things? Yeah, one of the major things is, like I've been talking about, this perception issue. And if you cannot, this is a hill I'll die on, if you cannot post five times a week, it is a self-confidence issue. And you cannot convince me otherwise because either you are tearing yourself down as you're creating content and you're saying not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. It could be more. I could say it better. It could be blah, blah, blah. doesn't matter. Self, self-worth issue. Or you're saying, mm, but what if they think it's this? What if, what if, what if, what if? No, get that out of here. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they think. Why are you putting thoughts into their head? And also, <laughs> how would this person feel If you walked up to them, you walked up to this person that you're thinking that you're projecting on and you said, I didn't, I don't post because I think that you're going to think something negative about me. How terrible would that make them feel? Mm. Oh my goodness. So it's so backwards. So with this in our, in our brain, it really needs, it, it really becomes so important to define and give language to our personal brand, how we're showing up, and really the vibe of the little sitcom character that we've created for our online presence. <laughs> I love that. So it's almost like it's one of two things or possibly both, being too self-critical or being critical of what other people could think of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, I think that's more I think that's more of it than we give it credit for. I have a lot of people that will respond to my uh, stories or posts and be like, well, it's not really a self-confidence issue. And I'm like, well, can you post five times a week? Because I yeah. know you can't. <laughs> yeah, I could not agree with you more. Like if you also posting more than five times a week means that you're not thinking about like you, you do feel enough. You trust yourself and you trust your message and you, you really don't just say it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you can just bash out content. I just bash out reels that have tomatoes in them or I might not even make fucking sense. Like, you know, but I I don't care because also I would rather get it out than the self-doubt hold me back and then not do enough. Like that actually, that, that what holds me back is actually knowing that I could help myself, I could hold myself back not doing enough by whatever's going on in my mind. So I, literally block it out so that that's not a thing so I'm, I'm keen to hear from you like what do you do to you know to not care about other people's opinions and not be too self-critical and what do you advise for your clients to do so I've leaned into my human design a ton there is a ton that I work with my clients through not just on your energy type whether you're a projector generator manifesting generator whatever but realistically on some of those centers in your human design. So for example, a lot of marketers have an undefined throat center, which means that we can basically pull up a little ventriloquist dummy of our choice that day and just speak in that voice. 
you can walk up to anyone and have a completely different conversation. You morph your voice into the situation. On the flip side, you could also have a defined communication center, which means that you have your voice and that's it. So these type of clients for me will walk up to me and be like, I don't know how you can just give me language that I can talk to a brand with. I don't know how you can just, you know, spit out this really casual, professional email in your sleep. That doesn't make sense to me. So with those two types of people, you really have, you can really shift your view of how you create and give yourself permission to follow what you naturally do. So those people that have a defined communication center, if you're like, I just speak, I just speak how I speak. And like, I don't know how to morph my voice. Like I am who I am. Great. Speak more. It will resonate for everyone. You have so much power in your spoken word. Run with it. You like lip syncs. I'm over it. I'm over it. Trending audio. (laughs) Gag. I don't, I don't want it. Use your voice. For my open communication center, that's that's the people that need to look to look to the outside a little bit, find a framework and know that, okay, I know that I need a framework. I know that I need a prompt. But once I have that prompt, I can run with it and I can speak how I need to. And isn't that so cool that I can walk up to anyone and have them understand me because I'm on their level. So there's really so much power in both. 100%. Like finding your voice as well is a huge thing in in content as we know. So, mm-hmm. you know, n- knowing what your content pillars are and what your story is and like gaining, um, you know, inspiration from, from yourself, not from the outside, but like from your own story and journey and what you stand for and what your, you know, um, passions are as well. So, can we talk to that a little bit with personal branding? Because I know a lot of what you do is actually help people do a bit of soul searching um, to get there. So <laughs> yeah, I love that. Let's talk to the personal branding and the soul searching. Like what what do we have to do to really build an effective personal brand that's freaking super authentic to who we are? Yeah, I mean, ain't that a hard question? Ain't that the the biggest question on the internet right now? I really truly believe that you can talk about anything and use any format and still have a bajillion followers. I know so many creators that do wild things online and actually I aim to follow them. Like you should see my feed. It's a little bit wild and crazy because I love finding the exception to the rule. And I'm just so anti like, hello, not your mother's influencer podcast. I'm so anti rule book. Like yeah. talk to me about trending audio, I'm I'm out. Tell me to read more in the cat, I'm out. Like yeah. any of those rules, I I don't I don't want it because I think there's so much more that we can give as human beings. So I think the first step is really leaning into, okay, what lights me up? What is giving me the ick about social media? That's my first step. What do you like and what do you hate? What do you have a visceral response to? when you see it online because that is the thing that you need to bring awareness to and say okay i don't care what that ick is right now if that ick is i don't know hanging out in your dms don't if that's engaging on your feed don't 
Mm. I don't care. I don't care if it breaks the cardinal rule of all of the Instagram gurus. You can't do that right now because it's dragging down your energy. And we have to focus on the thing that we actually want to focus on. And as creators, a lot of the time, that is creating, which is so stinking cool. So all we really need to do then is give ourselves the space actually have those thoughts come to us, actually start to have those thoughts and feelings that we are so passionate about. Mm, that's absolute gold. I love that. And I think, you know, it, it's personal branding and also being self-aware of your experience on social media. And, and like you say, like crafting and curating that experience, because it's very easy yeah. for people to be like, oh, but I don't want to be on my phone or, oh, I just get into comparison when I'm on social media or it drags me down like you're creating that and if you if you, like if you need to step back for a little bit to actually like look at what it is that is dragging you down and have some boundaries around it what a great practice to do on social media but also in any area of life because you're in charge of your experience like right you're a creator not a consumer and I think yeah. that is a such a cardinal rule you're a creator not a consumer so why are you feeling the comparison game on your feed? Why are you scrolling for inspiration? Get yeah. out of there. I yeah. actually I actually did a, ooh, what are they called? A silent retreat. What is that actually formally called? Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't, but where we do retreats um, at Soma in Byron Bay, they do this all the time where there's like, it's three days of no speaking. Like no meditation speaking, that retreat. Yeah. 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 Okay. So. be wild. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> I know, I know. I think I would go absolutely insane. But my coach basically had me do a modified silent retreat. And she had me do it really quickly. She pulled me onto this call and she was like, you're going to hate this. And I was like, mm, bring it on. Bring it like <laughs> kind of a martyr. I'm like, tell me, tell me the hard thing that you want me to do. And she was like, okay, well, I want you to take seven days off social media. And my immediate thought, well, what was, well, what about my business? Like I have this lunch that I'm running and blah, blah, blah. Like what if, what if, what if, what if? And what if someone asks me a question that I can't get back to? There's, there's so many little anxious worries that float to the surface. And that is the exact reason that I needed to do it. So I got off my phone, no scrolling, no creating, no nothing. Still had my designated calls. I prepared for them in advance and I stayed off social for seven full days. And you know what happened? I actually had time to hear myself think. I actually had time to feel what I wanted to do versus didn't. And look, I wish I could give you this like magic formula to like, first you add A, then you add a dash of B, and <laughs> then you have this magical personal brand that immediately feels like you. But unfortunately, it really is a lot of just forcing yourself to share your own thoughts and not have an outside source. Yeah, yeah, that is so valuable. What a great activity and challenge for us to do. I'm going to let I yeah. I want to run one. I want to run one on social media. I don't know when I'm going to actually do this, but yeah. you're you're giving me all the inspiration to actually yeah. actually bring that challenge to life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um 
For sure. I mean, it's also just like the distraction of it, you know, like the distraction from being in your life because you're online. So there's, there's so much gold in that. Yeah, I love that. And we all get this immediate dopamine hit when we see notifications and when we, you know, have a response to a DM and we're checking our story views 12 times a day after we post them. What happens if we just didn't? Yeah. That can feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Again, great boundaries, right? Great, great self-awareness for us, like not only to do a challenge like that, but then once we do it to go, well, what actually, what felt good that I can keep doing? Because um, I've done like a sort of a modified version of this. I um, obviously have three kids and I've got a six month old. And so when I went, I went offline for three months and I wasn't fully off social media, but probably for about a two week period I was Mm -hmm. um, when I first had her. And um, I, I, did a couple of things that I'm actually, I, I carried on doing because they felt really good. So I actually turned off story replies. Love so it. for six months, I haven't had the opportunity to, to reply to a story Ooh. because my inbox was just full every day of just one emoji, one word. Yeah. What, you know, like, because I actually do a lot of stories. So I turned that off. It's felt so expansive, not, um, you know, like not having that option. Like people can message me, of course, go for gold, but not off the back of a story. They can like it. I think what's so interesting about that is the pressure to respond with the level of energy or more that someone put into their message. So if they send an emoji or like a laughing face or whatever, we all immediately feel this like, oh my God, I have to say something bigger. I have to like actually respond to it. I couldn't possibly start it because then they're not going to think that I care or that I they're not going to want to work with me anymore. Yeah, it's it's the obligation to respond. It's also like it's literally when you filter by unread and you've got that many unread messages and it's story responses, I was just like that gets to go not only in this period of having a newborn but forever. Um, yeah. I don't want to say forever but for this period of my life, definitely. Yeah. And then I went off Messenger for like a full three months, like just completely went off Messenger. I was only like – you know, on Instagram. And nowadays, I don't know how you run your business, but like, you know, most people have Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp, Telegram, emails. Like there's so many ways to communicate with every single person that, you know, when I did this, I was like, this is really important. I actually then went and um, took notifications off um, Telegram, off WhatsApp. I deleted the Messenger app. So even to get into it, I have to go into Facebook and then click on Messenger and all of these things that I did, I have continued because it feels really good. I now get back to messages on Messenger, but it's not, you know, the first thing I do in the morning or anything. Right. It's like lower on my priorities. And it ju- I feel like I've actually condensed things a little bit more into Instagram and condensed the noise. So is there anything that you do like that that we can, you know, that this is a f- there are a few of a few ideas that I do that we can give to listeners, but is there anything like that that you do in terms of like noise, obligation, or, you know, busyness on social media platforms. Busyness. That's exactly what it is. I. Before we go on, I want to ask you a super powerful question. What would it mean to you to make decisions based on your soul rather than your bank balance? Freedom to me means having true autonomy and choice in your life to live based off your values and soul's desires rather than what you can purely afford for you and your family or what your job requires of you. 
This is why I've been empowering women for the past almost five years to earn more with pleasure. Earning your true worth without the insane hustle and with actually having choice in your life. It is so much more about how you earn rather than what you earn. If you'd like to learn more about how I mentor women to earn a time-leveraged income online, selling conscious health-based products and learning the skills of personal branding and attraction marketing, both very sexy skills to have, then click on the link in the show notes or DM me the word info on Instagram so we can have a proper chat. I love having one-on-one combos with you savvy queens and showing you how this kind of income and our community can help you truly live wildly empowered. Big love, back to the episode. I love all of those ideas. I think notifications have to be off. That's mm-hmm. that's my first one. They they have yeah. to be off. There's, no, yeah. there's no way. That's The second you decide to do anything online, you need to be able to control your time and really have a, almost like set times where you are checking those DMs every day. It doesn't have to be every second. You don't need to get back to it right away. Maybe you have a time in the morning and you have a time in the afternoon. That's really okay if it takes a couple of hours. Um, But on that note, this is so something that I'm working on because I am chronically bad at responding to texts. It is so, you don't see if anyone that had, anyone that's type A does not want to see my phone. I have like a thousand unread emails, like seventy five unread texts. Like <laughs> Voxer is bad too. It's all tragic, and it's really just because it's too much. It's yeah. it's too much stimulus for my brain. So I honestly just need to take a rule out of your rule book. <laughs> yeah, I just got. I just got. Um, I got very picky I guess with how you can communicate with me I was like I'm actually I'm okay with text like people can text me if it's urgent but then apart from that I'm like I just had to like go back to priorities which you know what any business owner you need to yeah that's really a massive thing that I've done that I've actually put into my contract too when I'm working with one-on-one clients I say that anything via dms is not work conversation if yeah. you're messaging me, messaging me about something work related or about our relationship, it has to be in Boxer. It has to yeah. be in this platform that we're actually communicating in. So yeah. I really do recommend the separation. Like yeah. we got to separate church and state here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred um, percent. I think follow is actually another big one going through and really auditing who you're following Anyone that gives you comparisonitis, anyone that you, like, I can't even follow people in my industry. Other coaches, I'm like, no, 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 no. It it makes me compare myself too much. And if that's going to be the case, I need to get out of there. Yeah. Look at that. I do the live on these. Get out of here to meet. And that's something that I love to tell my clients too, like, diversify your scroll i want you to if you're in business i want you to be outside of business we need to see new things if you want to be a disruptor which i know all of your people want to be then you need to start doing things a little bit differently and i promise you your niche all looks the same so pull in that fun let it be different what if you didn't follow the rules what if you just said something crazy 
speaking of saying something crazy, I want to ask this before. Wait, I've got a couple of like, <laughs> yes, I've got a couple of rapid fire questions around like more sort of tangible things with um, Instagram and your advice. But I love that you, you've like sort of coined this term, not your mum's influencer, not your mother's influencer. So can you explain where that came from, what that means, what the inspo was behind that? Oh, okay. So I am someone that's always really, really struggled to define who I am as a human being. And especially as a kid, I remember literally five year old, five years old, sitting in kindergarten class, being asked what we want to be when we grow up. And I just had a little heart attack of anxiety because I didn't know what I wanted to be. And I didn't want to disappoint anyone with this label that is I knew was going to change even at that point. And so growing up, I, I continued to have this fear of like really defining who I was, giving it a label. And jumping into social, you know, everyone always feels like, well, I need this clear title. I need the tagline that's searchable and people understand it and whatever. And so I found myself going through my own course, like filming the modules within my course, Do Less Club. And I would continue to say, mine isn't right. Mine's not right yet. It doesn't, it's not quite there, but here's what I have. And I really found that the reason that was is because I was leaning into something that was the least interesting part of me. Uh, whether it's social media strategy or you know, monetization or business, whatever I call it, least interesting part of me. Because what I find most interesting is all of the reflection and inner work. And like, I really do encourage my people to break all the rules. So I was talking to a friend who is in Do Less Club, who was a client at the agency. And she was like, you know what it should be? It's like not your mother's influencer. And I was like, mm, that." that's it. You have it. You found it. And it always comes out like that, right? It's either a 2 a.m. thought or it's yeah. something someone says in passing. But I immediately lumped onto it. I immediately grabbed onto it because that is what it is. I don't want to be a um, growth coach. I don't want to be a social media guru. I want to be anti that. I want to yeah. be this person that you come to for something else. Mm -hmm. that's, where, that's where I ended up. <laughs> Love that. And that was actually also one of my first questions on the tangible Instagram stuff is like finding a way to explain who you are in a bio when you know, we've got however many characters or less, like four or yeah. five lines. Like it's it's a big it's a big thing. And I think people get very married to their bio. They're like, it needs to be right. And, you know, I get it. When you've got traffic coming to your profile, you want it to appeal to the right people. You want them to click follow, you know, all of that. It is important. And also, obviously, we can change it at any point. So you've got, you know, not your mother's influencer on your bio and a couple of other things that I feel are very intriguing. You know, like when I go to your profile, I'm intrigued, you know, like you've used really good language. It's very, um, yeah, it's just very intriguing. You're like, oh, I wonder what she means by that. It's very interesting. And it's very different to, to, like you said, to other people in in your niche. So can you talk to like some advice around your bio and how someone can actually explain what they offer to the target market when it's such a concise way to do it in a bio? 
Yes. Look, I hate helping statements. I hate, I help X do Y. I also hate the word empowering um, in a bio because it's really generic. Yeah. And I think when you're looking at a bio, number one, you're going to skim it. So you can't give me a paragraph. I want a couple of bullet points. That's going to be so skimmable. And also, just like you said, it's going to leave me kind of questioning. What else? Give me give me a little bit more on that. What do you mean by that? So my, my advice for a bio, <laughs> I feel ridiculous even saying this, is pretend, picture this, you're in a bar bathroom and you're a couple drinks in. We're going to pretend we're going to get in that headspace. And what would you tell your new drunk best friend <laughs> about yourself, about your internet? Yeah. That's how you want to yeah. write your bio. And yeah. well, let yeah. it come that naturally. Like, what do you really do? Tell me something crazy, honestly. Because I think there are so many of these uh, phrases that just get so overused. And it's not necessarily the phrase that's a problem. It's how vanilla it feels next to everyone else. And if you're showing up with your true personality, there is nothing vanilla about you. I want you to feel as cool as you are in person. I don't think I've ever met someone where I'm like, you're cooler on your Instagram than in real life. It's always the opposite. I'm always like, wow, you're so cool in person. I wish you were this cool on the internet. Yeah, so we don't water on the internet. Down. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good point. Like, we really water ourselves down and um, dilute our message and our like magnetism, especially in our bio in that way. So, yeah, I love that so much. What in saying that? Because, but I feel like this is closely linked because it's one of the first things that you see on someone's profile. Um, obviously, you see their bio, and then you're going to make a judgment call based off. That your pinned posts, your first nine um, posts, your highlights. What's your advice around, um, you know, pinned posts versus highlights and like what to sort of um, focus on a little bit if we are driving traffic to, to our profile? Mm-hmm. So I always say that your bio is supposed to direct to your link in bio. Your highlights support those links in bio and then your content reflects it all. So it really is this ecosystem where we are reflecting the things that we're trying to sell. We're getting them on our page and then they have to either binge your highlights or click your link in bio because what's the point of having social media if no one is actually buying and this isn't a real life income, right? Yeah. So to do so, we really have to continue telling our story. And I want to see your story in your highlights as well as on a pinned post. I want to know how you got here. Um, Really, the thing that you struggle with most throughout your journey, that's going to make the biggest impact. It's going to make the biggest impact for your people. So start to talk about it, whether it is burnout, whether it is something with kids, whether it is what transformation have you been through? Everyone has it. Everyone has some kind of canon life event lean into it. I also need to see on your uh, pinned post, your offer, whatever you're selling, I need to hear about it, why you created it or why you do it. Mm. And the next one's kind of a free for all. 
I would say whatever your soapbox is, something that you constantly say, something that people are weirdly interested in, something that makes what you share special. Mm. That's awesome, especially the ecosystem, like your advice around the ecosystem and what to use them for. Um, also the pinned posts, I agree with you. They're so important. Like they really are the first things that draw people in. And you helped me so much with my three because when we had the session, you were like, um, you know, and I shared my background and what I've achieved and where I came from, blah, blah, blah. And you were like, I cannot see that on your page. Like I can't see your credibility, your story, like, you know, and I think, um, you know, I'm just going to vulnerably share this because it might help us. Yeah, same thing. It's like, yeah. You and I talked for so long and yeah. I was like, you're so smart and so cool. <laughs> I just want to see it on your feed. <laughs> well, one thing that you said to me, um, because, you know, like I'll share this because I feel like other people might resonate with this, is you were like, I don't see your story. I don't see your transformation. I don't see that you were a struggling network marketer and now you're successful and, you know, like I don't see it. And it's because I was like, oh, but I've shared that even though I know that you have to share things, you know, more than once, obviously, for people to actually see it and continually share your story. I wasn't doing that. And I didn't have a pin post that, I mean, I had a pin post from like three years ago on my story, which has changed so So drastically since then, but I'd just been too lazy to update it. So I updated that, did a whole big carousel on like the numbers and comparing when I was like five years into low ticket network marketing versus five years in now and like you know really went deep on the comparison and then the third one was like um the widely empowered collective which is like you know the team and what we've done in the last 12 months and like you know all of that because another thing that you you shared was like people work with me they actually get in like they they get a slice of like 10 years of experience in the network marketing industry right and like you were like you're not sharing that. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm not. Like, why am I not sharing that? You know? And then I was like, okay, like new era of not, I think also, you know, a lot of us don't want to come across as like boasting or being like, you know, mm-hmm. like there's the ego thing, but there's also toxic humility, which is where you're not actually sharing enough of your credibility and you're being so humble to the point of it actually being a little bit toxic to your business and your brand because you're not showing what you like any experience it could be from a job or from life or from you know other areas of your life that you can bring people value in like that was such a valuable thing that you said to me that has fully been reflected in my in my content and on my profile since that one session I think I was so valuable Elle, it's so important to brag about yourself mm. it's so yeah. important to not only to bring in clients, but also to start to celebrate your wins because Mm. that is something that I so, I I have very few things where I'm like, I regret that. Like that's not in my vocabulary, but not celebrating wins along the way in the last, you know, whatever amount of time in my business, that is a big one. And and you're not celebrating the little moments, it's never going to feel like enough. So not only should you be screenshotting those little messages about how people feel when they work with you like those wins can be big and bold and they can also be really small and heartfelt screenshot those put them in your story immediately that is all you need to say all you need to say also put them in a folder on your phone save them to a folder that is your happy folder from now on and anytime you're like it's not enough i shouldn't post this because i didn't say it right 
go to your freaking happy folder <laughs> and take a good hard look at how much impact you make. Yeah, I love that's such a great idea. And also it's great content, right? Like to do a carousel or a reel or something with them popping up as well. Like what great credibility. So great. I want to I wanted to talk to that because this is often something that comes up in my head is formats. So reels versus carousels versus a static photo versus like say a, um, a quote, like is there a process that your mind goes through to decide on what type of content, like if you have an idea for a message and a post and you're like, oh, I want to speak to this. Given there's like 10 different formats that you could do it on, you could go live, you could go in stories, you know, all of what I've just mentioned. How do you make that decision on what format that message is going to be in? Are you ready for my answer? Yes. Do it all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love that. Do it all. Social media yeah. is not chronological. And yeah. so there's a lot of permission in that, that it's not chronological because as people are scrolling, you know, you might have posted two posts back to back that say the exact same thing, but we don't know that as someone that's scrolling on our feed. And even if we do, even if they come across both of those posts, you have your people that want to listen and want to watch a video, and then you have your people that want to read on a carousel. So what's the harm in repeating the message? It took them 30 seconds to watch your reel. That's 30 yeah. seconds of their life. Mm -hmm. it, you didn't waste their time. That's 30 seconds of their life. So my push is anytime, year of 2024, <laughs> here's what we're going to do. Anytime that you're speaking on your story, there are, you would say, I want to go speak this on my story. Don't. Post it as a reel. It's yeah. now a reel. Post yeah. it as a reel. Then take what you just said, word vomit it into your notes, notes app. And you could do this the other way too, because depending on what's easier for you. Is it easier for you to verbally speak it or type it in your notes? Whatever is easier. Yeah. But type it out in your notes, split it up so it's absorbable, screenshot it, and post that too. Mm. We don't need these lengthy, lengthy captions. Mm. Oh, this is just a refreshing conversation. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. I love it because, you know, I think a lot of people try to be a bit too perfect on um, on social media, particularly on Instagram being an aesthetic, um, you know, platform. But if we're doing this and we're really focusing on our message more than anything, and like, of course, we're going to create gorgeous content, but you don't have to worry so much about um, an order of like carousel, real, live, like what it looks like, et cetera. Um, and I, I actually really find that so refreshing in your Instagram is that you just focus on shit hot content. You don't focus on like, I need to have like my grid looking a certain way. And, um, you know, in certainly in a lot of women that I speak to, that is one of the biggest Achilles heels mm -hmm. is like yes, looking a certain way. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think one thing that we really have to be aware of, cognizant of, is that story reach is at an all-time low. So all of us that have been on Instagram for 10 plus years, I mean, I think I got my Instagram in 2012 or something. Yeah. Um, we all have this ingrained habit of posting on our stories, of being mm. 
scrolls and not actually posting on our feed or getting worried about the permanency of a yeah. post on our feed. But it really is no longer that permanent because you're going to cover it up with a ton of other posts. So my big recommendation lately is actually do far less on your story. If you want your story to go up, do less over there. Just allow yourself to speak on your feed and post a couple of uh, static images with whatever your thoughts are for the day. Mm -hmm. A couple times, I don't even show up on my story every day anymore. Uh, Yeah, love that. So good. What a, what a, I love how much you're challenging. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, that's the opposite to what I'm doing. Like you're really challenging a lot of ingrained habits with what you're saying, <laughs> which is so refreshing and so important. Um, I was on a leadership call yesterday and I said, guys, like, can we stop being polite and actually like challenge one another? And because otherwise, you know, if we all agree all the time, then we're all going to think the same way. And we actually need someone to play devil's advocate sometimes so that we don't get stagnant and, um, you know, like just be doing the same old thing because we all think it's great in and not actually challenging what is the best way and how can we do it differently? Yeah. I, I really think this year is so much about two different things. It Collectively, I'm hearing two different messages. Number one, be bold. Reclaim what you want to be, who you are, who you are covering up. You're putting that armor around. Let it be. Say it bold. Say it on your feet. Yeah. Why not? And then yeah. also, it's really okay to kind of ditch the structure. You can go with the flow. Lead into that energy and where it naturally goes. If it feels like you have to muscle through, it's probably not right. And there's probably a pivot that can happen. Yeah. It's okay. You don't have to announce it. You don't have to, you know, big do this big launch reveal. Yeah. You can just pivot. No yeah. one will know. Yeah. That is so true. Like, even when people go offline for a week or, um, you know, pivot in any one way, shape, or form. Don't you hate it? <laughs> I feel like they need to announce it. I'm like, queen, own, own your decision. Own a decision. Own that boundary. Like, I had a whole month off having podcasts over, like, Christmas, New Year, moving house, whatever. Didn't announce it. I was like, you know what? I have so many podcast episodes. If anyone is disappointed, <laughs> they can go and re-listen. Or you know what? Find a new podcast as well. I'm always going to be here. I will always be doing podcasts. But also it's your, you know, like moment to explore as well over that month. And like I didn't make a big thing of it because I was like I actually would love to empower women to do this, to actually not have to over-explain themselves all the fucking uh, time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, love that. So – Thank you so much for all of this wisdom. What an empowering conversation. There is so much that you've shared that's not the like typical Instagram, you know, um, feedback or, or tips and, and not even the tactical strategic stuff, but the mindset stuff, which is so valuable. So just want to thank you so much for all of that. All of thank that. Thank you so much um, for having genius. me on. <laughs> and Obviously, you are huge on Instagram and we love following you and I will have your um, your beautiful Instagram, the Harley Jordan, in the show notes. Is there anything else that I haven't asked or any offers that you've got that you're really like pumped and, and psyched about for this year that you'd love to um, share before I last question? Yes, absolutely. So this year for me, and I'm going to, I'm going to, um, bite the bullet and just say something that's totally not planned out yet because who cares 
Um, but this year is a big year of challenges for me. And I really feel so called to do something new from a a social media detox like we were talking about earlier to a challenge where we just kind of find, determine, put the language to the things that we want to yell about all the time, the things that we can't shut up about, reclaiming all of these things. So I wish I had something to give you on that right now, (laughs) but I just don't. So come hang out on Instagram, come hang out on my new podcast, Not Your Mother's Influencer podcast. There are so many things that are coming that I want to be a part of. Amazing. Definitely recommend following this absolute queen. Um, Absolutely love all of that, what you've shared. And if you do do a social media seven day thing, I want to be part of it. I think that's just such a beautiful thing. Um, Love it. Yeah, love it. So final question. If you could go back to your 21 year old self, give her some advice, whisper something really meaningful in her ear, what would that be? Before we wrap up this episode, I want to ask you a question. Do you remember how you discovered this podcast? Was it a friend's suggestion or an Instagram story, maybe a post? Somehow you found it and I'm hoping you're getting a lot of value from it. I need your help now to pay it forward so that other women can feel seen, heard, nourished and more than anything empowered from these conversations too. Big love, back to the episode. This feels so lame, but... I really think it's you're doing enough. Sounds so corny. You're doing enough. You don't need to. You don't need to hide. You don't need to muscle through. Twenty one year old me was pushing, pushing in every sense of <laughs> life, and. I am just in such an era of I don't want to convince anyone of anything. I don't care if it relates to my business. I'm not convincing you to buy. If you see my stuff and you're not immediately called to it, oh my goodness, find someone else that that you feel so called to be around. Yeah. So no more convincing. You're doing enough. Yeah. Love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being an absolute magical unicorn queen on your Instagram. And yeah, we would love for you beautiful listeners if you have, um, you know, really had something speak to you from this episode, please share it. Share it on your stories or I'm going to say on your <laughs> feed as well because stories are dead. Um, <laughs> share it. Where are you dad with? Stories are dead. Come DMs. Come come chat about it. We'll have a full blown yes. conversation. <laughs> yes, that feels really good. Um, and yeah, go and follow Harley. the The link is in the show notes. And yeah, enjoy. Thank you so much for being here, Harley. Really appreciate your time.